it was Chris Respis. Yeah. So what was the project? Uh, Logan can probably talk to it about it. It was more, it was, it's like a historic home that has had multiple uses, but it's. Yeah. Like a, used as like a wedding venue. Um, Yeah. And you guys created a flip book for that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it worked because we had a lot of really good high quality photos of this like historic building. Nice. Um, Yeah. And it kind of had a lot of, there was stuff about the marina. There was stuff about the building itself. Um kind of proposed uses so a flip book worked worked very well because you could go through it and kind of you know read about this building see all of the photos um in a way that maybe like a postcard or something wouldn't have the room for this is going to be a great show it's going to be a great podcast let's get into it welcome to the sale ring a podcast dedicated to real estate brokers agents and america's top auctioneers that keep the markets moving join your host sean and trina as they talk with most successful realtors marketing and technology experts investors and influencers welcome to the sale ring So I'm glad you guys could join us in the studio uh, for this episode of uh, the Sale Ring. Trina is uh, Trina's actually working right now, so we uh, we decided to bring the three of uh, marketing gurus in here from EMS Enhanced Marketing Solutions inside of United Country. Uh, we have um, the uh, the preeminent marketer Sophia. And Nathan and Logan joining us in the studio, and we're going to talk about some really cool stuff. We're going to talk about flip books. We're going to talk about uh, vehicle advertising. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna coin that phrase, by the way. Vehicular <laughs> brand aside, that's uh, that's going to take off. You never know. I got to work on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But I think. Uh, I think we've got some interesting topics to talk about, and I really, those two things, you know, branding uh, your vehicle and and getting a lot of exposure up and down the road in the parking lots, you're into lunch, your vehicle's working when you're not, you know, um, I I just, I I think that concept has been around for a long time, but I also think it's very understated and not not enough people are using it to their advantage. But flipbooks, flipbooks have got me turned on personally because the one I'm looking at on your website right now is uber attractive. This is this is high end. It's great stuff, and I just I kind of want to dive into the conversation uh, and talk about flipbooks right out of the gate. Um, and you guys, uh, you know, we'll just we'll have a little jam session in here about flipbooks, the importance of them, some cool things you can do with them in the creation, but then the things you can do with them after they're created, how you can send them and syndicate them out and use them. So we'll talk about Flipbooks. Um, yeah, so it's yeah. kind of a new digital tool. Uh, so Flipbook is a digitally booklet. Um, you know, they started coming around a couple of years ago. I would say in the last probably year, two years, they kind of have really become more uh, more of a tool that we've been able to incorporate into real estate marketing. Um, it gives us a lot of flexibility um, just because since it's digital, you're, um, you know, it still takes time to create and there's a cost involved, but it's nothing compared to the printing cost. Um, you know, the shelf life is longer. Even if you have to update it, you don't have to worry about, I updated it. I need to go back to the printer and print a thousand more. Um, so it kind of gives you that flexibility of, um, updates in a more timely manner without the cost involved. Um, and then it's digital as well. So 
you're not as limited in space, um, um, like space you have to work with. Um, and, you know, and again, they're digital, so we can link them to, even if you're just sending a postcard, you know, you can link that QR code in your postcard to that flipbook or in your email or, or whatever method you're sending it, which we can talk about later as well. Um, so l- let's do that. Let's let's talk about the QR code for a minute and the importance of the QR code. Nathan, have you used QR codes? So all, all three of the people that are in the in the studio right now um, run project marketing. They're marketing for auctions, traditional listings. So each one of them have had their hands on for years uh, individual real estate and auction projects. Nathan, like QR codes. What, what's the demand and what's the intent? Are you using QR codes and, and why? I mean, yeah, we basically any type of mailer um, for us includes a QR code. Um, typically to the, um, to the listing website um, from, from whichever office uh, that we're working with. Um, but I, I actually really like um, the example Sophia was talking about there of using it kind of as a sending out a postcard that's maybe cheaper to mail, but then using that QR code to go directly to a flipbook that has, you know, that seemingly infinite amount of space for additional in, for additional information. So I think, I think that's probably one of the better uh, use cases. So a QR code, you embed a link to where you want the, the when somebody clicks on that QR code or opens it up, it's going to go to a link that you drive them towards. Yeah. So the intent of the QR code is just speed knees, right? It's like mm-hmm. I can't put all of this or an entire website on a sign or on this this postcard or on this book. But if you click on this QR code, it's going to take you into the site that I want you to go to. Mm-hmm. How do you select what that site is? So let's say that you have a property right now. Um, like where do you normally direct them? Uh, to the homepage of the website or do you drill into that specific property or I, what, what are you after for somebody to click on that QR code? Um, no, very, uh, very specific. Um, so if it's, if it's marketing of a, of a specific property or of an auction, um, then we're wanting to keep, you know, focus closed in and kind of keep a tighter scope of what that end, uh, that end, person or the person receiving that mailing um, keep their focus and so we want to be specific with what site they're going to be looking at when that opens up on their phone um so yeah the uh, very specific property site that immediately has one of those pictures that they're seeing like sitting on their table um is also one of the first pictures that they're seeing when it opens up on the, on their phone. So you're directing them into the information. So th- let me let me say that a different way and to make sure that I understand and that the listeners understand. If you go to the homepage of a busy office website and they have 75 listings on there, mm-hmm. the first thing you have to do is start combing through the listings. I want to know about this, you know, 100 acres. It's selling at auction on the 12th of June. That's what, that's what I'm after. The QR code kind of bypasses all that and takes you into that specific listing. It runs past the other 50 or 75 listings and it pulls that one out that you're looking for. And I think that's part of the viability of it is mm-hmm. I, I saw the QR code on a sign. I clicked on that QR code. Now I don't have to go to the homepage and start trying to figure out where this listing's at. It took me all the way into it. Is that right? Yeah. 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 
Yeah, we've been um, kind of trying to make sure the QR codes basically filter out everything that before we couldn't, you know, where, to your point, the consumer had to go type the URL. And if you type the general URL, you have to find that property. If it's the property URL is really long. Yep. Um, so this kind of makes it easier. Um, and now that kind of QR codes are becoming more, have become more of a daily life use versus an exception, you know, the digital flip books and stuff give us the ability to present something else besides just the website. It still kind of give them the information they need, but in a different way than the majority of people are doing. Um, so we just kind of kind of been to like Nathan's point, we you know you just kind of play with it, treat it property by property, auction by auction, you know, what are our options and what's our best um, approach for that specific project. Um, nice, nice. Just, just play with it. So now, because I haven't asked Logan a question yet, but I'm going to get a little trickier about this. So all of you chime in. Here, here's a question I got for you. You have a QR code, and a lot of people talk about Google Analytics and trying to figure out what the return on the marketing investment is. Is there a way that you can utilize QR codes maybe on a sign to direct them to a certain place that's being measured on a website and it's really the only drive that's coming to that specific page on the website to say, we know that the sign got X amount of clicks out here because of that QR code. So is that a tool that you can use to help with Google Analytics and to measure ROI? Yes, 100%. So yeah, definitely. Uh, you can see on the where we set up the QR code, you can see, you know, how many scans it has. Um, so it really depends, you know, for some projects, we kind of use the same QR code throughout the board. So we don't know exactly where they scan it. But, you know, if it's a QR code we only use for the postcard and it got scanned 50 times, we know for a fact it came from the postcard because it's nowhere else. Well, and so for Logan, another question is where else can you put QR codes? You know, where where else can you use those besides signs? What else can you put a QR code on that would measure the return, the response you got off of individual marketing pieces? Um, any sort of mailer, postcards, flyers, brochures, um, any sort of physical, like tangible thing that people will see and then they scan and then it takes them to a website um, so that it doesn't necessitate that they actually type in the website or you know go look at a link or something um, which is helpful for a lot of people that are like on the road um, not sitting down by a laptop um, so we, we try to put it on any sort of mailer that we might have excellent one of the things that we're doing that you can't see as a listener right now is we're uh we're on EMS's website. They have a brand new website they rolled out, and we'll talk about that here in a minute and make sure everybody um, knows how to get there, and we'll put it in the show notes. But at the bottom of this website, they have this flipbook, and it's a showcase of just premier, just different projects. Uh, and they've done so many of these over the years. I don't know. How many pages is that? Uh, it's 56 pages, it says on this flipbook. Auctions, traditional listings, but... Uh, some of the things that I'm seeing, and I'm still kind of clicking through here, is I, I saw on one of these, there's some video links. So tell me about that. Uh, a digital flipbook, but you can embed a video in there. And is that video, are you watching that actually in the flipbook, or does it open a video player? Or how does that work? Yeah, you kind of have the choice of do either approach. Um, so that's the other beneficial thing about uh there's new flip books, you know, because some people are like, well, what's the difference then, you know, I send you a PDF, right? Well, so 
this really becomes a more interactive experience um, for the person using it. Um, so, you know, this has given us the ability as we showcase projects, often projects are um, tied to video marketing and it was really hard to showcase that video without sending people 10 different links and 10 different things. So now everything just kind of lives within this one document. Um, and then it depends how you want to do it. Some videos, I think we have it linked where it kind of shows up a new window. Some you can have it where it just plays within the flipbook so you don't have to like leave that space. Um, so it kind of, again, so it's the same, you know, as if people were receiving the postcard for the property or something, they can kind of see the video way faster. Or um, I feel like we've done it in a couple like land uh, properties that don't necessarily have an address. You know, it's great because you can just pull up the map right link that really showcase the location. Um, so yeah, it just kind of makes it more interactive. Um, and again, it kind of gives you that ability to even provide more information that's not even physically in the, well, not physically because it's digital, but that is not necessarily, like, you know, there's no way for a designer to design a video on their file. Sure. But I can sure. include a link to send them to the video. Uh, we have links to send them to showcase, um, you know, that might open the website if we had created a website for that project. Um, for some of these projects that we've created case studies for the offices to use, people can click on it and kind of see the case study that provides additional um, information about the project and the results on the project. So, again, just make it more interactive where people don't have to just be like, oh, here's a bunch of photos of things we've done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and even just as, like, simply interactive as somebody's looking at it on their phone and you can be like, click here to call now. And then it will yeah. just have their phone start calling or uh, click here to bid and it will go to the bidding site. Click here uh, for more information and it will go to the listing site. Um, just kind of more more direct and more immediate. So people don't have to spend as much time um, going through that. So how hard are these to build out? If you're going to build out a flip book, you know, what's, what's the challenge, Nathan? I, have you built flip books before? Um, so I've... I've worked with one project um, where we have built one. I haven't done like actually put together all of, all the pieces myself. Okay. Um, it. I mean, one thing about it is because of the amount of information that we can put into a flipbook, it does take more time. Yeah. Um, which I think that's probably the biggest limitation. Um, but you kind of balance that out against all the po all, all the possibilities, things that you can do in a flipbook versus other things it kind of balances out that, that extra time that it takes. All right. So let's talk about that then. Let's talk about now that the flip book's built and it's attractive and I'm a broker and, and I've got this very attractive piece. Well, what else can I do with it? Besides maybe pitching an individual project, like right now I'm, I, you know, this flip book's about the property that we're selling. What's the future advantages of that? Because I think a flip book would have a long shelf life. And I want to list more properties. And to me, this is a show pony. This is a great piece to take out and to show prospective clients, right? Yes, 100% uh, is, sorry, Nathan. Um, it's a 100% collateral material you can pull up at any moment, you know, in a meeting that maybe you didn't prepare specific examples right away or a kind of meeting that came last minute. You can always pull that link and be like, look, this is not necessarily apples to apples, but here's an example of the work that can be done. Um, you know, uh, you can even use it as part of your 
brand tools. It doesn't have to be just property related, right? It could be your listing presentation or your about us brochure or kind of any of those collateral materials. A lot of our offices and agents already have the printed version that can be converted into the digital version where you add to Logan's point, that kind of engagement and very easy way for um, the client to just click on it and write call you versus, you know, not that dialing 10 digits is very hard, but sometimes removing that one step makes people just like, well, we might as well do it. <laughs> well, it's funny what you just said, because when you look at something, you kind of, you know, at least me, I start boxing it in as like, this is, this digital flip book, you know, this is a presentation piece of a bunch of projects that we've worked on. But you just touched on something and said, listen, it doesn't have to be that. It could maybe be your listing presentation or it could be a sales pitch or uh, you could put uh, if you're doing agent recruiting, your value proposition, you know, your sales pitch to agents, you could put that in a digital flip book and send that out for agent recruiting. So these uh, the the tool itself the the digital flipbook could be utilized in a variety of different ways, right? Yeah. And am I and I don't know if I hit them all there. I mean, have you worked on other things? I know that you do a lot of project marketing, but have you built out flipbooks for other purposes other than just selling property or promoting property? Have you utilized them for? pitch decks or listing presentations or uh yes yeah, so for like our own purpose i guess you know kind of what we're looking at right now on our website we created this flipbook because we figure it was a very good way to showcase our projects and not you know for us to be like look we're great at what we do it was a very easy collateral material that any of our agents our offices can use right so when they go out and meet with people um, and they tell them like, hey, we have a marketing team ready to work. Um, they can pull something immediately that's like, here's the variety of projects they can do. Um, we've worked with some offices that we kind of started working on brochures for themselves for, you know, their own kind of about us when they go to meetings or prospective agents or whatever it might be, uh, where we created the mailer version. And then we, from that same version, we kind of created the version digitally for them to have. Um, and the cool thing about that is, uh, as far as like shelf life, um, an office could have a flip book that shows, um, their properties or what they can do or information about them. And as the properties sell, um, you can modify it as they decide they want to update it, they can modify it. Um, and it isn't always so much like from the ground up, you could take that same flip book and be constantly modifying it. Um, you know, aesthetically, uh, information wise, like, um, so they could have a very long shelf life. Um, with, you know, less commitment is putting out thousands of mailers and then having to redesign them and remail them. Yeah, and that's that's a huge advantage. And so, because we're looking at this 56-page flipbook of all of the examples that we've done, where if we had done this physically and printed it out, we would have a, a magazine of our port, of our portfolio, which is cool. But so we made this a couple of months ago. Um, and we've already begun the process of, you know, adding, uh, adding some of our more recent projects to it, where in, instead of starting from the ground up, we just, just keep going. Yeah, it's already, it's already built. So you can just go in and swap out pages or add mm -hmm. pages. And I like that. I also like these, I'll, I'll call them kind of jump, 
jump buttons, jump two buttons here where you don't have to scroll through. So from auctions to traditional listings to branding, branding's the last segment of the book, but there's these kind of quick links in the front. If you click on that, it just goes to like page 46 to branding. And so you're looking at the segment of the flip book that you want to look at at that time. There's just a lot of cool functionality within this. Yeah, and I think it, it, it kind of brings, you know, the best of the digital world of uh, really becoming a very engaging and interactive tool for the consumer, uh, which I think everyone kind of enjoys that a little bit more um, versus like, let me read it, let me open my phone or my laptop to find this out. And this is kind of like all there for you. Um, so it gives everyone kind of like Nathan said, um, kind of this unlimited space in a way. Um, or like Logan said, you know, your shelf life is there because even if you have to do updates, you're never concerned about, I just invented, invested $5,000 in printing this and now I have to update it, you know, which I know it's a big conversation. Like if, ha if we had had to print this, you know, printing a 56 page booklet gets pretty costly. And then you have the debate of like, well, do I only print like 500 because I want to update it every year versus, well, we'll print a thousand. And if it takes five years, then you're basically showing the same thing for the next five years. Yeah. Where yeah. now it's like, you know, we're like, well, this has been out of a couple months, you know, let's add maybe like four, eight pages. So it's not a lot, but there's no like physical cost involved for us to do it. So it's a way to keep it refresh and not, um, not, it, it wouldn't feel outdated ever. Um, and then how much does it cost to email that flip book to somebody? It doesn't cost anything to email. Exactly. There, there exactly. is a cost involved sometimes with the websites that host the flip books. Um, and, you know, depending how interactive you want to make it, there's like cost involved, but it's a fixed membership cost. Okay. Depending how high you want to go, how low you want to go, it's, you know, tops a couple hundred bucks, which is still you know, you compare it to any printing cost is still. So it's a subscription to a site that does that. Yeah, there is the free versions. So you're just kind of limited on how interactive you can make it. Uh, but, um, you know, it's still way cheaper for us to pay the $200 membership or whatever we're paying than would have been to just print even one 56, 56 page magazine. <laughs> So let's talk about that from a marketing standpoint. You you work for brokerage offices and they're paying you to maybe design a flip book. Do you house the flip book on that site and the subscription? <clears throat> if I paid you whatever the fee is for the design fee, now you digitally send me a flip book. I can send that out to my clientele and use that for the next year or two years or however long. But you actually are paying the subscription fee. Yeah. So these brokerage offices don't have to go out and get a subscription with flipbook companies to house that, right? Yeah, it's up to them. If, if you're working with us in our project and you want it to be a flipbook, uh, we can house it on our subscription account and we'll share all the links with you so you have them shareable at any point. Um, and then, you know, if, if you're like, well, I need to change a page or something, we're happy to change it for you. The link stays the same even if you re-update the creative as long as you don't like delete it and start again. Um, so we've done both approaches. Some offices are like, well, you guys house it for me. Some offices are like, well, we have our own subscription. Um, so it really depends how people want to treat it. But we 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 basically accounted for our membership to be able to provide that service to any of our clients and not 
not have them like have to go get their own account. And I assume there's more than one company out there that are flipbook companies. Some have more services than others. Some are more costly than others. But yeah, there's you know it's like yeah. kind of anything now. You know, if someone makes something up, the ten other tech companies show up within a year. So there's there's a priority one. The one that we've been working with the past probably two years has kind of fulfilled all our needs. Um, so we haven't had a reason to go find someone else yet but you know it is the digital world and it changes a lot so i can't say that we'll be using the same site next month because i never know what people are going to come up with (laughs) very nice very nice we're going to slip away we're going to hear from the sponsors we'll be back in just a few minutes talking with logan uh, nathan and sophia from enhanced marketing solutions ever dream of owning a country estate historic home or lakefront property log on to unitedcountry.com would you like to retire to a home built on breathtaking acreage in the mountains unitedcountry.com ever dream of your own private hunting preserve unitedcountry.com over 30,000 farm recreational and lifestyle properties are just a click away helping people find their american dream for over 90 years we will help you find yours log on now to unitedcountry.com and find your freedom thinking about selling a real estate investment but worried about the taxes you'll have to pay Property owners just like you have solved their tax issue with a Starker Services 1031 exchange. One call could save you a fortune in taxes. Call Starker Services today at 800-332-1031 or visit online at www.starker.com and keep the tax dollars working for you. Are you looking for heavy equipment but unsure where to start? Then you need to check out AuctionTime.com. Find great equipment has never been easier than bidding online at AuctionTime.com. What are you waiting for? Online auctions are closing every Wednesday. So register and start bidding today. AuctionTime.com, the way to buy heavy equipment. Crude oil, natural gas, coal. Buying and selling minerals is a breeze when you have the right energy professionals on your team. Mineralmarketing.com is a leading resource for America's mineral owners. Whether you're wanting to lease or sell your mineral rights, Mineral Marketing has you covered. Mineralmarketing.com, the oil and gas marketplace. And we're in the studio. We're talking with Sophia, Nathan, and Logan from Enhanced Marketing Solutions, uh, having a great discussion about Flipbooks. Flipbooks, uh, digital, full color, you know, high resolution, uh, versatile brochures, you know, um, it almost like catalogs, 56 pages of, of just very, very attractive stuff that you've created right now. And the great thing that we wrapped up that first part of the segment before the commercials is uh, you can email these out for free. You're not paying a $5,000 printing or a $10,000 printing bill for this. You can send these out to your entire prospective clients, buyers list. I mean, whoever you have to, to just stay relevant and stay in their face out there with some really attractive high-end materials for free. And I don't know of another mechanism where you can really do that. In a multi-page booklet like that, it, the printing costs alone are, are starting to, uh, to creep up. And uh, it's getting more and more expensive. So to me, this looks like a solution that more and more brokers, agents, and auctioneers should think about using. 
And one of the places that I would, uh, I'd like to maybe touch on is some of the other areas of the business where a flipbook may be relevant. And if EMS, is this something that you would create if somebody came to you and said, well, I have a value proposition and I would like to have a nice six to eight page digital flipbook for agent recruiting, talking about why my United Country office is a better solution for them as an agent in this market, you know, better commission splits or at least a higher commission rate. Uh, We tend to get both sides of deals in our company. We have a big buyer base, Um, the SPG marketing campaigns, um, you know, everything, just 90 some years worth of growth and experience and and dominance in the rural uh, land and non-urban marketplace. How do I relay that visually to a prospective agent? I think a digital flipbook is a great way to do that. Is that something that you guys would create? Uh, yes, 100%. I actually was in a meeting earlier this morning where we were talking about that possibility. Um, I know the United Country Marketing team already has a flipbook for that purpose, so it was kind of expanding on that to include um, that particular office initiatives to complement both you know, the information of the national brand they represent and then kind of their local experience and you know their own kind of uh, just information in general so yeah so we can, let me ask this question this way if they have a flip book for agent recruiting right now and it's you just mentioned that you can swap out pages and change elements of it let's say that um 70 of that book is it's pretty much content heavy and design rich and it's ready to go but 30 percent of that i want to personalize to my brokerage office mm-hmm. and make it more about maybe me and my wife that own a brokerage out here and, and you'd be working with us versus working, you know, in Mississippi or working in California. Um, how difficult is that to do? Can you pick up the design from somebody else's flipbook and kind of re-engineer some of that to fit a local office? Yeah, we can just, you know, work with, um, you know, the three of us are kind of more the project management part of our team. So we would work with our designers that are the ones that really do the magic for the flipbooks to look as pretty as they do. Uh, we'll just work with them and provide them the content and the information, you know, relay what it, like that specific office wants to showcase and they'll just add those extra pages complementing the existing design. Um, and then you just kind of, from all of that, you create a new file and create a new link for that specific office um, so they can send their own particular version. So, um, yeah, it, it's it's pretty doable. It's just a matter of, you know, working with us and having conversations to for us to really understand what they're going for and what they're kind of envisioning or, you know, where they're trying to get. Um, and then we as a team collaborate to get that product um, to people. In a, you know, it, it does take a little bit more time usually because it's more pages and, you know, your standard four page brochure or something like that. Um, and, you know, since we've talked about it, we know it's kind of a long shelf life. So that's something that we keep in mind from a design and content perspective. Um, so, you know, it might take a couple more days than other projects that we work on, but, you know, we'll, we'll get it done and work with whoever we're working to get it to the place where they're, they're happy with it and is what they want it. Well, I think if brokers and, and auctioneers, owners are scratching their head right now and, and thinking about flip books, it's not just for project marketing. It's not just a traditional listing or an auction listing. It's not even really just agent recruiting, but your pitch decks. 
to yep. go out. And in these vertical markets, if you want to start chasing lakefront homes in, in a community, and I'm, I'm just singling that out. So design a listing presentation virtually, digitally, that you can take out to lakefront home sellers and you're not showing a generic one that said, well, as a company, you know, we do this and it's really farm and ranch heavy, you know, it, it's, it's showcasing lakefront homes. So I just, uh, I, I think that these digital flip books is, is maybe the wave of the future for brokerage offices to visually get their, their products and services into the consumer's hands. Yeah. You guys sure. agree with that? Yeah. 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 The other thing that we talked about as we were starting this show, so we have uh, we have kind of I think heavily covered flipbooks, and I'm excited about flipbooks. Actually, you're going to be hearing more from me and my brokerage <laughs> office because now I want flipbooks. So that's a byproduct of this show. Is sometimes we see things or hear things on here, and I was like, "Holy crap! I uh, we need that. You know, these are attractive. I'd like to have that." But the other thing we talked about, and I still think it's there's there's understated value in putting graphics on your vehicles and wrapping your vehicles. And uh, I know, Logan, you have a background in that. I mean, you and you came to work for EMS in United Country. Uh, you came from an industry that was doing that. So I would value your expertise um, as far as what you should maybe concentrate on, considerations when you're laying it out, um, color schemes. I mean, anything you have to offer there. And then obviously, Sophia and Nathan, what your your uh, your take is? Uh, yeah, definitely. I I worked for about five years as a project manager and a graphic designer for a rap company in Kansas City, um, and it's it's really a booming industry um, that has a lot of potential um, because it's a good marketing investment where you wrap your vehicle once, and depending on how well you take care of it, that vehicle advertises for you. Um, anywhere from, you know, three to 10 years. Um, and it's something that, depending on what kind of a wrap you have, you can modify, um, you can update, change. Um, and the actual investment that you make can be anywhere from a few hundred dollars to thousands of dollars, um, depending on what kind of vehicle you have, how much it's covered. Um, and because it's vinyl is something that you design, you print, uh, you install, um, really the the sky's the limit as far as what you can do with that. Um, even it's something that where, uh, as Sean said, you know, your your vehicle works for you even when it's just parked somewhere. Um, we've even done wraps for vehicles that didn't work, like a big box truck that somebody would have out in front of their building, um, and it serves as a billboard. Um, the amount of impressions that you get um, just driving or people driving past your vehicle. Um, so there's just a really a lot a lot to go into it. Um, you know, something that's interesting, I, and I'm, I'm not sure in Missouri, which is where we're at now, but in Oklahoma, um, there was, uh, I think it was the Oklahoma Beautification Act is what it was housed under, but it, it was starting to kind of put the kibosh on billboards going up on roadways. And they said, no, you know, it's, it's uh, distracting from the beauty of Oklahoma of all places. That's a very beautiful state. (laughs) Eastern Oklahoma is different, dramatically different than Western Oklahoma, but be that as it may, um, the loophole in that was if you have axles and wheels underneath that trailer or that box truck, then, you know, you can essentially have a billboard out there. So people were buying these dry box vans, 40 foot reefer vans, you know, and they were putting wraps on the side of them. And, 
And uh, it's circumvented that you can't have a billboard here on this highway because it had a set of axles. It was mobile. It was portable. And uh, that, you know, for, for many, many years, that was the workaround where you wanted to get some notoriety out there at an intersection or on a major highway. You just, you rented one of these trucks and paid for the, the big wrap or the big tarp or whatever that went on it that had your message on there. Yeah, and that's, um, I mean, just brand recognition for vehicles, too. Uh, a lot of companies have, have fleets, and people just know that company because they know their, their brand. Um, and that can be as simple as, like, a, a decal on the side of, like, their trucks. Maybe all their trucks are white, and they have, like, a really noticeable red decal. Um, or maybe every one of their vehicles is wrapped entirely in bright orange. Hmm. Um, but it's almost the same as billboards, Um you know, you'll you'll see certain billboards in town, and maybe they're loud and they're bright, um, and everybody recognizes them because they're very, you know, um, for lack of a better word, some of them can be like almost like verging on tacky. Um, sometimes though, there there's like a they they can really help uh, make your business look more professional too. Um, a lot of businesses would be like plumbers and stuff, and they'd be like, we have a bunch of uh, Ford E two fifty vans. And we don't want to just roll up to people's houses in like a white unmarked van. Mm. Like we need that kind of, you know, professional aesthetic. So um, there's a lot that can really uh, play into how people perceive you um, in a vehicle wrap um, and what angle you want to go as far as maybe subtle, maybe very bright um, and outrageous. Um, But all of those choices are there. Um, And those are all choices that you make from the beginning. Um, And you just kind of think, what have I seen on the road? Um, what stuck out to me, and how do I want my brand to appear? Those are great considerations. You said something early on about if you if you take care of the wrap, uh, it could last anywhere from three to ten years. Are there things like physical things that you can do to preserve a wrap and take care of it, or are you talking more so about you know don't drive your vehicle through heavy brush cover every day and just start <laughs> tearing it off? I mean, is, are are there, are there physical things that you can do to help? take care of a wrap i I, like i don't know um like uh, waxes or or anything like that that helps preserve it um definitely when you'll want to wash your vehicle regularly um the the worst thing that can happen is if you don't wash the vehicle um and if you leave it on the sun a lot so if you're able to park the vehicle inside um it'll last longer they all have uv protection but that still only works so long um the place that i worked um I, I was the project manager, so, you know, a lot of the time uh, we would have projects where we'd have to remove a wrap, and it would be all hands on deck. So I have firsthand experience what it's like having to remove a wrap that sat out in the sun for years, um, and that's not fun. Like, paint is peeling off. Um, it's it's all, like, faded and stuck on there. Um, so it's kind of that investment where if you do take care of it, um, it will hold up. It will last a long time. Um, and generally don't uh, take it through brush washes uh, because then it will peel the wrap off. But the good thing about it is that if that you, you had it wrapped somewhere, um, you still you know can touch base with that company and have them repair it. Um, so it's not the end of the world if it starts coming up. Um, they have the same printers. They can print it. They can reinstall it. Um, so in that way, it's kind of modular in the fact that if you have a whole fleet of vehicles or something um, and part of the wrap's tearing, one of the wraps is older, you can kind of piece it together um, so that it's not like an investment of wrapping all the vehicles at once. Fixing you don't have vehicles. to go out and completely rewrap it. They can do a little patchwork on it. Yeah, 
Um, and that's, uh, you know, a lot of places uh, will do it fairly cheap, or even if it's their fault and they wrapped it wrong, they'll redo it uh, usually for free. All right, so what's the what's the best wraps if, if you see them? Sophia, Nathan, you guys, you see car wraps out there. What color combinations? I mean, what stands out in, to you? And I'm asking you two because you maybe don't have the exact same experience or background yeah. that Logan does. Uh, for me, I don't know. Usually, like a color that's kind of it doesn't have to be like necessarily like a bright orange, but maybe that it has a color that cars don't necessarily have on their own mm-hmm. um you know i i i have like rental properties and we're always looking for new like vendors for like plumbers and handyman so i actually have kind of a random photos on my phone of vehicle wraps because <laughs> that's oh, kind nice. of how like well i never know when i'm gonna need a plumber at 11 p.m so you're saying you saw a service van, like a plumber, electrician. You took a picture of the vehicle. So I tend to take pictures. You know, I try to do it when I'm not the one driving. Um, but, um, uh, but like, at least for me, for that specific benefit, it kind of has worked to be like, I can't say that I've called all those people, but I basically make it, you know, I save their information for when it comes to it. I'm not necessarily like freaking out. I need a vendor for this purpose. Um, I need to Google it. Or, you know, maybe after I take the picture, I Google them and be like, okay, this looks legit. You know, they're in Google. Like they have a website, they grab their vehicles. So if I ever need to call them, it makes you feel a little bit more comfortable before you drop a couple hundred bucks on them. Yeah. Um, so, but, so I kind of keep an eye for those. You're trolling them online. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> No, the great thing, though, what I'm hearing is, is the, the, the van, the machine, the vehicle is doing the marketing. It's doing the work. You yeah. took a picture of that and then went home and researched them and put them in a Rolodex that I, if I need a plumber, this looks like a reputable firm. But that all started with a vehicle wrap driving down the road or sitting in a parking lot. And that's, I think that's the, 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 the hook in this conversation we're having to people is, there's a missed opportunity. I assume the vast majority of the listeners, you're not walking to work every day. If you have a vehicle, that vehicle sitting out in the parking lot can be doing work for you all day long. Sophia may drive by and want to take a picture of it. Yes, yeah, so I promise I'm not taking a picture of people, and I really try to only do it when I'm the passenger in the car. But, um, or, you know, I mean, sometimes, I guess in Kansas City, we don't have like as much traffic problem like other cities but my previous job I worked for an international company uh, that had presence in a lot of countries and in a lot of those countries are advertising part of the advertising campaigns were basically mobile billboards and car grabs because they're like people in this city will sit in traffic in the morning and after work for one to two hours so put trucks that are grabbed or that are holding a billboard kind of like what people were doing in Oklahoma because people have to stare at something while they're in the highway yeah yeah. um and that was part of the strategy was just people are gonna be in their cars eventually and even if people are walking you kind of walk by streets anyway so Nathan same question so what you know what catches your eye as you see vehicle wraps I mean is it color combinations is it you know uh animations or cartoon characters you know you know like a 
the caveman on the we buy ugly houses you know what's the that, what is the correlation between a caveman and a person that's a property investor i it's eye-catching yeah. i mean yeah i think like that's a that's a great example of one actually um i think for me it's it's especially if i'm driving as i'm seeing the vehicle there's not there's not a ton of time there for that for that impression to be made um so I think ninety. So like ninety percent of cars are one solid color. Um, so if your vehicle that's doing your advertising is more than one color, or is some type of um, shape, or yeah, that that not solid color design on it is definitely very eye catching. Um, I feel like I feel like a, a lot of places like there's. There's a couple businesses around Kansas City, at least. Um, like one of them is like a like a dog poop scooping company, and their their mm. trucks have like a dog house. Oh yeah, um, I've seen those. You right? Um, it's just something that's very like very eye catching, but also it like it tells me what they do, which I think when and when you have that limited time in that in that interaction. Uh, very directly saying what your business is is really important as well. Yeah. I, you know what I'm thinking about while you're talking about that is I think it depends on what the service you're providing mm-hmm. is Be, because there's professional level of services, um, attorney's firms or, yeah. or a medical practice. And if that person pulls up in a vehicle, you know, that's wrapped and, and they, it's got like cartoon characters all over it and they get out and, you know, they're wearing a cape or something. It's like, <laughs> I'm not sure this is the person I want representing me because this is, I'm looking for a different practice. But, you know, if you're, if you're in that industry, you know, a giant dog house and you're making light of a situation that mm-hmm. we're a, you know, a super scooper upper, um, I, I think you could put maybe more trust in that. So some of it's got to depend on the industry, right? When you see people yeah. come into the shop before, and were you guys doing any like consult? Did you do any graphic design work and say, "Well, we'll build out the design that we're going to put on there"? Or did they always come in with the designs and say, "Here, just put this on our car"? Um, most of the time, um, the shop that I worked at, uh, we would design the wraps. Um, some people came in, they had the wrap. Um, it really depended. They might have their brand assets, but then you needed to apply it to the vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, as far as just, like, it, it's, like, most marketing. When you're looking at a vehicle, you want to know, like, who are they? Like, what do they do? And how do you get a hold of them? Um, and some people would want to have some crazy designs. Um, and you'd kind of try to steer them away from, you know, maybe we don't want to do, like, bright pink um, and bright green or something with a paragraph about what you do. This color. Yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> that mixed with a little bit of uh, pink. Um You'd kind of be like, you know, simplify it. Um, people have, you know, just a few seconds to see your vehicle. So they're not going to read a paragraph. They're not going to read 15 bullet points. Um, you're just going to want to be straight into the point and have something that resonates with them. Um, so we would try to guide through that. Depends on what vehicle. Um, you know, a box truck is basically a big billboard. Mm-hmm. Um, if somebody's doing a Dodge Ram, there's a lot of curves on it. Um, you know, certain areas where you might want to put a phone number or a website, certain areas you might not. Um, so consultation is definitely a huge part of that. 
Yeah, you know, I'm, I've been contemplating putting something on my own personal vehicle about brokerage, you know, land sales, auctions, something. I have looked at <clears throat> in depth over the last two or three years now. I've, I'm procrastinating. I'm studying it way too long. Um, but I, I have looked at other wraps, and one of the observations I have is some people went way overboard and put, like, way too much on their vehicle or made it difficult to read. And you, you can't even really like visually see what the intent or what the message is in it. It's just, uh, it's almost like it was just camouflaged in it because of, uh, I just, you know, I just got, I guess, overzealous and I just, you know, I just want everything on there. And pretty soon if you have everything, then people's like, Oh, I can't even tell what they do. It just, that looks like a car crash. It just drove by. So what uh, any advice there? Simplicity. I mean, if you're, do you do you still see that the old, um, you know, the the blank blank ABC Realty? If you're doing a realty sign, and and what they sell, and just the phone number or a website on there, and just very simplistic. Does that still work, or do you have to get really kind of tricky with it and have you know big color combinations and eye catching and you know balloons popping out of it and stuff and <laughs> And just, or is there a mixture between those two? Uh, Simplicity is always huge. Um, And you can, it's almost like the more stuff that you have going on and the more complex, um, the less eye popping it can be. Um, If you want stuff to stand out, being minimal still always really works. Um, And then sometimes if you do want to have busier graphics or you're thinking of what to do aside from your logo or your phone number or whatever text you have on there. Um, it's trying to create an impression in the viewer's head, something that, you know, they walk away and they have this idea. Um, they have this scene in their head. Maybe, um, if you're selling land, um, and there's a certain type of land, you can incorporate some of those graphics. Um, uh, maybe it's the type of trees, uh, maybe it's the water, something like that. But you, you want them to have this visual in their head that goes beyond just what they saw in the wrap, almost like they're they're seeing the service um, and they're taking away like the potential and the possibilities. Um, and when they're looking at it for just a few seconds, um, that's not always something that you can portray by putting a ton of graphics on there. Um, so, you know, maybe you're selling property in Colorado and you want to have like some Aspen trees or something like that, just to give the impression of like, you know, maybe they're, they're like, I would like that. Like that is something that I would like for myself. Um, so the simplicity can still help a lot. It's just that kind of marriage between simplicity and um, the correct kind of content. It really is a marketing message. You know, you're, I like what you just said. I mean, you're, you're trying to get, you're trying to imprint something in people's minds when they see that, that is a takeaway when they, when they're done looking at that vehicle, one, they understand what you do and, and kind of where you do it. And, and then they got the message of how to contact you. Like it, the, the name maybe resonates with them or something sticks, but, and that's a difficult thing to do in business. You know, they, they used to say, uh, what is it? Seven times before somebody starts to remember out there and then 12 to 15 times before it really sticks and they can call it to mind. And, I mean that's that's a it, it takes a while for brand impression and and just recognition. So yeah, and mm-hmm. I think especially with kind of uh, this specific topic, kind of what Nathan brought up was really important. You know, realistically, people have a couple seconds to look at your car because usually you're 
I mean, yes, there's passengers in the car and there's times you might be in a red light, but realistically people driving the car should not be looking at someone's car for much longer than three seconds without becoming kind of a bigger issue. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, unless you're, you know, parked next to it or sitting behind it. And and that brings up another point. You know, a lot of people are big on on tailgate or rear window or whatever where you're Mm. you're following it and you're you're kind of studying that, you know, while you're driving because you can pace a car and look at the back of it and and maintain a safe distance and but uh, a lot of people are big on nothing on their vehicle, but just on the tailgate or on the back window. That's where the message is at. Yeah, it's a you know three dimensional um, sort of marketing. So there's a lot of creativity as to where you put it. Um, you know where you think people are going to be viewing any specific vehicle, and there are so many different types of vehicles that it's a case by case kind of thing. You remember the old guns that used to, uh, they, you'd put playing cards in it and it would shoot playing cards out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think we should mount those in the side of vehicles so when they're looking at the logo, it'll shoot business <laughs> cards out at them. It, no? it, it, it could work till maybe we get a traffic ticket for littering. Something. <laughs> it could, I don't Go know pick the, all that crap up. I don't know if that also qualifies like road endangerment or something. Maybe. Yeah. You could hit a deer with it or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Take down a deer with a business card. Guys, thank you. This is wonderful. Um, did we miss anything? Flip books, vehicle advertising? Uh, no, I, I think, think so. I think we covered it all. Yeah, well, this is uh, this has been a great, great podcast show, and we want to uh, we want to thank all of our listeners out there. If uh, you have any questions, here's where I direct you to enhancemarketing.net. That's enhancedmarketing.net. The company is Enhanced Marketing Solutions here at the uh, home offices of United Country Real Estate. Uh, Sophia, Nathan, Logan, they're here to help. They've got graphic designers in there. They are extremely professional project marketers. So get in there and take advantage of that. And ladies and gentlemen, we appreciate you joining us. And we'll look forward to seeing you next time inside the sale ring. Thank you for joining us for today's show. To access all resources and links mentioned in today's show, head over to www.thesalering.com now. We appreciate your feedback and encourage you to share the show with other industry pros like yourself. Join us next time as we meet you inside The Sale Ring.